You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. This is your host, Kiki, and I am here in the Podcast Detroit studio in Royal Oak with my co-host, Sean. Hello. How's it going today? Oh, it's it's pretty good here. Pretty uh, good, pretty it, good. Yeah, I'll be honest, it could be better because we are missing Will, our producer. We are, he's not here. So thoughts and prayers, Will. We missed you. And we hope you come back soon. Uh, but we do have a fabulous guest on the phone with us for this episode. We have um, Canadian cosplayer extraordinaire, Bree, uh, otherwise known as Breezy Weezy. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you guys for having me. So, uh... It may seem obvious to some, given your name, but we have to ask, how did you come up with your cosplay name? It's uh, it's actually kind of funny because it was just the name of the Instagram account I was using at the time because my mom thought she was clever when she made my first email and then it just kind of stuck. And then, yeah, so it seems a little cheesy for someone my age, but I'm rolling with it. I like it. I think you mean cheesy wheezy. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners on the line could hear my sharp intake of breath just now. But... <laughs> yep, it's been all night. Oh yeah, it really has. Uh, well, yeah, I I get that. There's uh, I don't know. There, there's a small percentage I think of cosplayers who've been on this show who that's the case with them. Like it it already happened to be their Instagram name. So you're yeah. you're in you're in good company there because that's the case with me. <laughs> so cool. Um, and when did you start cosplaying, and and what was that experience like for you? Uh, it was in 2015 um, or 2014. And 2014 was my first one. I did like a really bad version of Deadpool. I basically just put a tutu on and a Deadpool shirt on and called it a costume. But I didn't know what cosplay was at the time. And it was just uh, it was a really cool thing where I was like, I can dress up as these people and people like that. So it was an interesting start. Um, and then I just became addicted really fast. It's about how it goes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so what kind of, uh, what kind of skills have you picked up since you started cosplaying? Literally all of them are <laughs> self-taught because when I first started, I, like, I knew how to sew cause you kind of learn that in junior high, but you lose that as you get older because it's not something you frequently do. So why would you keep that in your mind? So I had to basically reteach myself how to sew and started with bigger projects so that it wasn't as horrible looking at the time and then slowly got more confident with it and I tried to learn at least one new skill with every costume I built and just progress on current skills. Oh, that's fascinating. There's you don't often hear that like having that specific goal. So that's really cool. Um what's the most recent skill that you've picked up? Oh, what did we do? We did glitter armor myself and Canadian comic cutie, um, which was really fun because armor, you typically have to deal with the priming and the ceiling and all the different paint layers and drying in between. But with mm. glitter, we didn't have to do any of that because the glitter 
fills the gaps itself and you don't have to worry about priming or anything you just stick it on so that was really fun it was an absolute mess and I regret everything but it looked (laughs) cool (laughs) I bet you're probably going to be finding glitter for the next like 12 years I said six I was more optimistic (laughs) yeah see permanent glitter Sean yeah exactly Permanent, also meaning 12 years. Yeah, like I said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, and that turned out really gorgeous, and it it photographs really well. We were surprised. We were really worried that it wouldn't, because sometimes glitter, you get like the just bright shine, and it's just a wall of white, basically. But we were really impressed with how it photographs, so that was was a win. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, And I noticed one of your... Uh, more recent photos too was of this fabulous foam wig, this blue foam wig. Um, and I've seen yeah. you've done a few other foam wigs too. So what's what's that experience like doing foam wigs? It was. I don't really know why I decided to do my first foam wig last year. I did Robot Ivy was my first foam wig. I know I just wanted it big, and that with my skills, I wouldn't be able to do that with actual hair or wefts so um i was like "Ah, i'll try it i'll try this and it worked and i didn't hate it and i was like i'm gonna keep trying this so that's how that ended up going my favorite is actually my pinky pie wig because it has like the really tight curls and Mm -hmm. it's just massive and really fun Mm -hmm. to play with (laughs) it looks like confetti it looks like you know it looks like ribbons it looks very neon um at con when i wore it to the calgary expo in april there was a lot of people who tried to eat it which was interesting i'm sorry what yeah there's just like it looks like candy and then they would be like can i try it i'm like what i mean if you want (laughs) i don't care (laughs) it won't taste good in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) um do you find that do you find that the curls on that wig specifically have um, do you find that it's hard to kind of like keep their shape over time or like what's, what's, what's that like? No, actually they hold shape. It's shoved in my closet right now because it just, it's foam. Mm-hmm. So basically it's the same. It's those two wigs are made out of pool noodles. So it's foam, but it's a different kind of foam. Okay. Um, but it, it holds heat while it shapes with heat. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so once it's shaped it holds the shape it's not going to come out interesting so yeah it definitely i can see in the poison ivy one that it it, i can see how that would be pool noodles it is much harder to tell with the pinkie pie one i think because of all those (laughs) curls so Mm -hmm. kudos to you that transformation (laughs) is amazing Thank you. Yeah, the, I did them a bit differently because Poison Ivy was my first one, the orange one. Um, those were definitely thicker strands that I did. And then I wanted them to be thinner and more similar to hair, even though I knew I wasn't quite going to get there. But it allowed for more curls because I had more pieces. And because they were the smaller pieces, um, it kind of melted into itself a little better and doesn't come across as like the bubbly uh, pool noodle texture. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've talked to anybody about foam wigs yet on the show. I don't think we have. So this is a first. That's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so do you find the foam wigs easier or more difficult to work with rather than 
uh, synthetic or hair wigs? I still struggle with synthetic wigs and trying to get the big, fabulous styles. It's something I'm trying to learn, but I either over hairspray and then it just deflates anyways, or I just can't quite figure out the science behind it. So I do find the foam wigs easier to work with because you can basically just do whatever you want and just like glue it into place rather than try and make it look like hair. Yeah, no, that's totally rad. And it makes it more like a cartoony sort of look too. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. Um, so what, uh, if you could have one skill of all the, the cosplay skills you've picked up, um, if there's one that you haven't learned yet, which one would you like to have sort of implanted, magically implanted into your brain? Oh, that's a, um, I want to say wig styling, but I feel like that's cheating and that's way too general. Um, definitely getting like permanent spikes in hair styling, like proper wig styling or doing uh, proper breastplates for armor out of foam. I've never quite successfully been able to do one. So I really want to nail that down. Yeah, those are like really deceptive. Mm -hmm. They're they're very deceptive, particularly for anyone with breastuses. It's <laughs> it is <laughs> it's a it's a feat. So my I, uh, my very first breastplate I made was a fun experience. Um, I wore it at Emerald City Comic Con. It was my Jasmine Blood Elf. Um, so it's only connected in the center, basically by a gem. And I was like, I can make this out of craft foam. The hot glue totally won't melt. It's fine. Uh -huh. It just like popped right open. It was super great. I'm like, uh -huh. okay, we should go back to the hotel now. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, honey, no. That's, <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's definitely like a trauma uh with the the breastplate thing and trying to to get get it right no absolutely yeah. um with all of the tons and tons just what i at top of my head i would say hundreds but i don't know if that's accurate it seems like it's probably accurate hundreds of cosplays that you've done um is there a dream cosplay that you haven't done yet Oh, yeah, there is. Um, I really, really, really want to do Kha'Zix from League of Legends. But like with the big, I don't even know what it's called anymore. Just make it look like a big body animal-esque non-human version of him. Yeah, that would be, that would be <laughs> rad. And it's, I'm, it's nice to hear that you've still got like, a big like a dream goal that you're aiming for too i find i'm very um i don't want to say trapped but i definitely work within my budget a lot which is like zero dollars <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't allow for very elaborate costumes What's like kazix so yeah i feel that <laughs> for sure um speaking of budgets let's talk about patreon for a minute here Okay. So, um, you are all about that Patreon. And what has that experience been like for you between cosplay, Patreon, the kind of content you offer? Um, what, 
how has that been for you uh, financially um, for as far as like your mental health goes? Do you feel like more pressure with that? What, what's that whole experience been like? It's been an ever changing experience, but always in a positive way. So I've been doing, well, I don't do Patreon anymore. So Patreon I did for two years before I switched to my own platform on my website um, which was like all stuff that I set up and coding and oh. just crazy stuff. So that's well, all on my actual website. It's not on Patreon. So I've been doing that for six months now. Nice. But the whole process content wise was, it was pretty crazy because I think I started when I had like 4,000 followers on Instagram, didn't have a Facebook or Twitter. And I was just like, I'm going to do this. It's fine. And then I wasn't making much of a profit but a lot of the people really appreciated the type of content I was putting out which was tutorials um just work in progress behind the scenes kind of stuff and then I started I guess experimenting with doing different um sexier versions of cosplays and getting to that level of lewd content and doing topless images for patreon and then as that content kind of started to change, my values and how I valued myself started to change. So I would look back at my tiers and alter the costs. And it was just this ongoing kind of ever-changing thing, um, which was really cool because everyone was really supportive of the content I was putting out um, and really encouraging about what I was doing. And I found with all the content that I was putting out, like the more sexier content that my confidence was building as well. And that I found um, so many messages, so many on my Instagram as I was growing. They're like, oh, I just found you. Like your confidence is mind blowing. Like, I can't believe I hadn't seen you before. You're so inspiring. And just like all these messages and comments and questions. And that's basically why I still do it is because it doesn't matter what you look like, what you're doing, as long as you're happy with it. That's all that matters. So that's, that's my little journey so far. That's a really great. That's a really great message. And also, thank you for not jumping down my throat when I brought up Patreon and not your own website, <laughs> which is in fact breezyweezy.com. <laughs> so, it's no problem. Yeah, I know it's basically set up the same as Patreon, so I don't mind when people reference it as Patreon. So, when it comes to the transition then from your Patreon to your own hosted website, what was the what were some of the challenges that came with moving over to uh, your own domain? Um, I actually did a three-month testing period, basically, um, to kind of see what content my patrons really valued the most. And I used that as a base when transitioning and creating my custom tiers and what I could offer. Um, because the platform's completely different. I had to operate it my own way rather than with the built-in features that Patreon has. So it was a lot of back and forth, a lot of testing. Um, I had a lot of beta testers and stuff I was using from my Patreon that got to see double content because they were helping me with like research and giving me feedback on how I was doing it. So I definitely needed their help getting there because they were the users and I wanted to make it as seamless as possible. That's great. And I'm uh, thank you so much for sharing about this because there's 
I think there will be people who are probably listening who have toyed around with Patreon or maybe have used Patreon and maybe want to move on to something else. So um, that's that's great. And now they can see your website as a great resource for what that can look like. Yeah, I definitely recommend it just because there is like the fees on Patreon and you're just paying someone else. Mm -hmm. I'm not reliable, to to be frank. I mean, how many times last year did Patreon um, basically screw creators out of money because they were switching banks and stuff? It was it was a nightmare. So I do recommend it within the past couple of months. Like they changed around some of their like publication tools to where they basically could double the fees now that they used to from what I've heard. Yes. Um, that happened right after I switched to my website. So I didn't like read up too much on it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, there's different like tiers basically of what the fees are and it's a little different, but I mean, it's understandable. Patreon was pretty low when it came to uh, the commission or the payout fee, as opposed to some other sites like OnlyFans and ManyBits and whatever else is out there right now. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing about your experience on that. Um, I wanted to ask you, as a as as a plus size lady myself, um, we all know there's challenges and expectations and um, critique, whether it's a criticism, whether it's warrant, wanted or solicited or unsolicited, which most of it is, um, particularly when it comes to plus size people in cosplay. So what have been, um, your, some of your experiences, good and bad, um, as a plus size cosplayer? I think I've been, pretty dang lucky with my followers um i think it also has to do with the instagram filter how you can kind of filter out certain words or like bad comments and stuff like that i think that probably helps a lot i just don't notice um but i don't get a lot of rude comments or unsolicited uh, critique and advice um i do get a lot of positive messages and stuff on instagram um sometimes sideways positive where it's a lot of the time, wow, you're so confident. I can never do that. And it's kind of like, Oh, you're only confident because you're fat kind of thing. It's not an actual Mm -hmm. confidence thing, but I just let it slide most of the time because I understand that they're coming from a good place. It's just not coming across that way. Um, I think the biggest lesson I learned when I came to hate, um, and people, giving unsolicited critique and advice was when I shared a cost test last summer of my cami from Street Fighter. I just got it from another cosplayer um, and tried it on. So I didn't even have tights on. I didn't have my makeup done. I wasn't wearing shape or anything like that. I was just like, hey, look at this cool costume I now have. And, uh, and I posted it on Instagram and Facebook and shared it to a Facebook group. And then the Facebook group post was the one that exploded. And they're like, oh, you should wear tights because you have sadly light. Or, oh, you should wear shapewear because you have a tummy roll. Or, Cammy doesn't wear glasses. Or, you can see your hair under the wig. And just all of these comments. So I would comment back and say my piece. Like, oh, this is a cost test. It was just a post about body positivity. I'm just kind of like sharing all this. And then uh, 
it just basically exploded. And then anytime I tried to comment, it just came across as me fighting or something. So, so I learned my lesson from that to just, if someone has something mean to say, you just don't respond. You just block them and move on because you don't win. (laughs) No, exactly. Because uh, you're, they're not there to be convinced of anything. They're there to hurt you. Exactly. So, so that was a good lesson I learned. And, um, I've just don't share as often to Facebook groups anymore because Facebook is apparently mean. Mm. Um, I mean, like, I don't need the exposure that bad. I do it mostly for fun. So, <laughs> yeah, it's there's a select few groups that I share anything to on Facebook anymore. Um, like the She Prop community. I don't know if you're a part of that. Um, I am not, no. Oh, well, you should I be. need to get on you, that. <laughs> you need to hop on that. The SheProp community is uh, women and non-binary uh, prop makers and cosplayers from all around the country. I think there's it's international as well. Um, and just everybody's all really supportive. And they post a lot of – it's a lot of people who want to post works in progress or cause tests and – or they want advice on something and – Either this is the place where they ask for advice or this is the place where they can post their their whips and they're not going to have a whole bunch of unsolicited criticism or advice when they're just like, hey, I'm working on this. I wanted to share it. So it's and it's really cool. And everybody's super supportive. And they're at a lot of um, they're at a lot of the major cons in the country. So I think there were there were doing panels at New York Comic Con this weekend. So. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, definitely check them out. She prop community on Facebook. Uh, I think you'd really appreciate it. Um, and we've shouted them out a few times on this podcast before. Uh, they're super sweet. Um, so talking about, you know, Canada versus the U S what, uh, so, cause you were from, you're, you're from Canada, like not even like from Windsor, which is like 20 minutes from us, <laughs> but you're from, as I am about to refer to it, uh, super Canada, like not, not right by Detroit. Uh, so, uh, what's, what's that experience like being, you know, Canadian cosplayer in what seems to be, um, at least on this continent, an American, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to say American dominated cause Amer- I guess Americans dominate everything. Yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> Um, that and, and the, what's the convention experience been like for you in Canada versus the U S and, uh, just the cosplay experience in general? Yeah. So, uh, the funniest thing that comes to mind when you were talking was that, um, anytime I post about where I'm from, people are always like weirded out that I'm Canadian. Like, like they get offended that I didn't tell them in every single post or write it in my bio i think it is in my bio actually which is really funny it is like they're just like oh you're from canada yeah this is the internet (laughs) we exist everywhere (laughs) oh you're not from sterling heights michigan blocked it is the third word in your bio (laughs) queen bee some emojis and then canadian So yeah, that's that's really funny when I get that. Um, but yeah, as far as the con experience, um, I'm in Alberta, so we're western side of Canada, but we don't get the 
big cons like Eastern Canada and the Toronto, Ontario area. Um, but we do get Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, which is three hours south from me. And uh, it's probably the biggest con in Western Canada. Um, I like it. We do get really good guests and it's not quite big enough that you feel overcrowded when you're walking around the vendor hall or the guest hall. Um, it's, I'd say it's on par as far as like admission costs go. Um, I've only been to Emerald City Comic Con in the States, um, which is a bigger one. But yeah, I'd say the cost is about the same. Emerald City was wild just because of the convention center it's in. It's got all the different levels, whereas the Calgary Expo is spread out across multiple buildings. So it's kind of a different experience that way, which just blew my mind for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, the actual experience is about the same. Uh, it still has like the vendor halls. The cosplay is a big thing. Um, we tend to focus more on local cosplay guests which I think is really cool because it just builds more of a sense of community around cosplay rather than have people flown in and then treat them like celebrities. I don't know. I'm, I'm weird about people. I don't see celebrities as celebrities. They're just other people. So I'm not one to get photo ops and stuff like that, but that's just me. Um, we do have a lot of guests. I didn't, I don't even remember who was a guest at the last Emerald City Comic Con that I was at. But but yeah, I'd say they're similar. Okay. No, that's that that's absolutely fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh no, that's it's an easy thing to forget that celebrities are just people. That's yeah. literally all they are. <laughs> I mean, like, and in my mind, like, you're a celebrity just because you're like this big cosplayer that I've been following on Instagram for so long. And, um, yeah, I just I really admire your work. And so, like, to me, you are just as big a celebrity as, like, any of those people they'd be charging, like, 80 bucks for me to take a picture with. So, um, I, there's a, there's a, with a lot of the cons that are in our area, they do a, a folk, they kind of focus on local-ish cosplayers as well. Like, Motor yeah. City Comic Con has a lot of local cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see where that, where, where they're coming from with that too. Um, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we're going to fly into the realm of, uh, I don't know why I chose to phrase it that way, but, uh, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, we're going to just soar into the realm of the last oh, four questions or so. <laughs> um, so we've got our little, uh, wild card questions that because we have time, we're going to do all three of them. Um, if you could mash up any two cosplays that you've done, um, not including any that you may have already done, uh, who would they be and why? Oh, man. I want to say Moon Knight, but now I have to think of who with because I already did a mashup of Moon Knight and I have two more Moon Knight mashups already coming. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Moon Knight, you guys. <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. I You don't see many that do, so that's awesome. All right. Uh, okay, Love so I'm going to say... I'm going to say Moon Knight and Raven, because they're both kind of moody. Yes. Oh, nice. They have yes. this cape, basically, so it would work. Yeah. 
That's pretty. That's my final answer. <laughs> final answer. That's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Um, if you could live in the universe of any of the characters you cosplay, uh, which world would you want to live in? And you could be that character or you could be just some rando in that universe. I would be a rando in My Little Pony. <laughs> yes. Here we go. <laughs> I just, there's so many different characters and like the stories they go through. I just, I want to be there. I want to experience it. It'd be pretty sweet. That's, that would be adorable. What do you think your cutie <laughs> mark would be? Oh man, you know what? I'd be part of the cutie mark crusaders. Oh, I wouldn't have one. <laughs> oh, you'd have to find it, and then that would be a whole episode just about you. Oh, <laughs> would your pony name be Breezy Weezy? Probably, or Probably. like a pun based on ponies. That's awesome. I can't think that, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, that's, that's probably like the most wholesome answer that we would get so. from anyone on this. <laughs> um, on the last episode, JP Cosplay, she answered, well, I would need to live somewhere that's relatively safe. And then she thought about it for a minute and then went, I'm going to go with DC. <laughs> <laughs> yep. God bless. We love you, Justine. We know you listen to this show <laughs> every episode. <laughs> It was just, oh, we loved it. That was so good. Um, so finally, uh, from these three questions, uh, if you could spend the day with any of your characters that you've cosplayed, who would you want to spend the day with? Um, that's hard. That one's really hard. I feel like there's so much potential here if I pick wrong. Ooh. Hmm. I can't even think of any of my cosplays now. This is weird. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, what did I cosplay last? I mean, no. See, I can I can list some without looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe. Hmm, I don't know if that's a weird answer. I was going to say my Viking Pocahontas because we had all the Disney, and it was all mashup, so it would be like its own world. I don't know. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah, like an interesting perspective because it's not quite an actual character. It's a mashup character, but maybe that's just my imagination going wild. I don't know, you guys. No, dude, go with your gut. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, finally, for our last question, um, if you give us some advice for any beginning cosplayers who may be listening. Don't really worry about the what ifs. As soon as the what ifs start popping in, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Unless it's a good what if, like what if I mix these two characters, then it's always a yes, just do it. But once the the negative what ifs start setting in, you're just you're setting yourself up to be disappointed or to feel like you're not good enough. So just leave those somewhere else and just go for it. Just remember Always remember, no matter if you start a Patreon or you start selling prints, that this is 100% a hobby and it's for fun and it's to learn new skills and to make new friends and that is it. Anything else that you get that benefits you, whether that's followers, income, that's a bonus, not a priority. Just remember that. That's a really important point to remember, especially in a world where 
people view if, if there's a skill that you have or a passion that you have, everyone wants to monetize it. And mm-hmm. it's just as valuable to have a hobby, first of all, and to have a hobby that maybe you're not very good at. <laughs> that yeah. you're not very good at and maybe that's that you're not good at it and that's and you don't really feel the need to improve or maybe you do want to improve so that's actually something we kind of didn't really talk about this uh this podcast was that like all my closet cosplays i do um i do those basically to show that you can have high skill levels but you can still do cheap lazy costumes and it still counts as cosplay. Doesn't matter what other people say or what your skill level is. You're still allowed to have fun with the resources you have. No, hundred mm-hmm. percent, it counts as cosplay. Exactly. So thank you for bringing that up. That's a really great point. <laughs> uh, well, we, I mean, there's so many things that we could continue talking about, but we would love <laughs> to have you on again sometime. Um, so it's been really fun talking to you. And uh, could you remind everybody where we could find you online? Uh, my username on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is Breezy Weezy. And my website where you can subscribe for cool work in progress stuff or lewd stuff, whatever you're into, is BreezyWeezy.com. It's super easy. Easy breezy. <laughs> <laughs> easy breezy. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, and Sean, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Magnitude Cosplay. All one word, no caps, no spaces. Uh, I already used the Wi-Fi password joke, so I'm not going to use that one again. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Magnitude Cause because uh, on Twitter it's all cause and no play. I made the joke before you could you pierce did it this it. time. I'm so happy for you. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> and where can we find you, Kiki, on online for all of your stuff and your content and your wares. Thanks. Those, uh, are, those are synonyms. Those are words that came out of your mouth. They are. Um, you can find me on Instagram at real Kiki Elise and Facebook Kiki Elise cosplay. You can find cosplay confidential on Instagram at cosplay confidential, where you can also see photos of all of the guests that we've had on our show. And if we ever go to any cons, then we take photos of the cosplayers that we see there. Um, And you can find us on Facebook cosplay confidential podcast. Oh, one thing that I forgot to plug the entire past three session, the last three, two to three sessions is our Kofi account. Um, our Kofi account, which is Kofi.com, will be, will has probably been screaming for the last two weeks. He probably has. Probably. Um, so you can, you can, uh, if you feel like donating to this podcast, uh, because it does cost money, everything and everything that we enjoy doing in the life costs money. Um, if you would like to help, uh, offset some of the costs of producing this podcast or maybe help get us to a convention near you, then you can find us online at kofi.com slash cosplay confidential. Every little bit helps. Um, and if you, uh, if you if we get to 150, I think it was, then we will do a whole other ASMR episode, which um, Bree, you have not heard yet, but uh, the audience sure has because it came out a few weeks ago, <laughs> and it sure was a time. It really was. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to hear more of that nightmarish hellscape of the ASMR episode, then help us get to that 150 mark because that would be pretty rad. Um, 
or if you'd like just a shout out on the episode. Uh, you can hear us on uh, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are heard through the Podcast Detroit Network. And once again, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. And you're... Crazy. Crazy.